the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time as this. Now, if they leave because of me and there's an issue we need to resolve, then yes, please. But once it's leaders, we realize it's not about competition because we are on the same page. We're on the same team. It's there's so much joy. There's so much joy and peace. And churches, though, that are ran like a CEO and a business, they get upset when they lose numbers. They do sermons based on numbers. They, they don't want to offend. That, that's a very, um, very dangerous place to be because now you're offending God because you're worried about the applause of men and the approval of men. Woe be to those who look to the approval of men, look to the approval of God. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear part one of this fiery message from Pastor Shane titled 666, The Beast from the East from Revelation 13. Revelation 3.16 warns the church that if you live life in a middle-of-the-road, lukewarm position, neither cold nor hot, that God will vomit you out of his mouth. Listen up as Pastor Shane pulls no punches, laying down the sobering truth that God's living word delivers to every soul. The time is now to make a decision. Whom will you follow? Where will you spend your eternity? You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. This week is the Beast from the East, 666. Now, it's a play on, on the title because what we're going to talk about is the Beast from the Earth. Last week was the beast from the sea. This is the beast from the earth. And there, a lot of them are pointing to the dragon. So that's where we come up with the um, unholy trinity. We can see exactly how Satan, false prophet, the one world leader, how they, how they work together. And on this topic, it's so important to um, allow for different views. Remember, I've shared that before. Allow, allow for different views. And that's one way God tests our unity, I believe. If somebody ever comes up and they say, I agree with everything you believe, you might want to, you know, pray about that because there are differences. God allows us different views um, in, in the non-essentials, I should say, right? We can't all come together and worshiping different gods. That's not unity. True unity is unity of the faith. But then within that is, and remember, people aren't maybe where you're at spiritually or you're not maybe where they're at spiritually. Or maybe your experience is different than theirs. And when you, you, you read the, you know, we read the Bible with a different interpretation sometimes of what the city looked like or the timing of this. And, and, and how many of you saw that beautiful picture of the lake and the mountains? You know, on Spirit Lead Me and a couple of, how many of you thought of skiing when you saw the snow? 
Or how many thought of being in a boat on the lake? Or how many of you, I mean, I could keep going. I thought of being a hundred feet out there in waders with a fly pole and nobody else there. Right? Just, you know, no, we're like, what? That, that seems crazy. Well, that's, that's kind of my DNA. My dad raised me uh, fly fishing, taught me at 12 years old, and that's really a, a connection to get away and, and just, that's real fishing, by the way. I want to rub it in. <laughs> All those guys that put on bait, and I say, you're lake strippers. Who can th- throw a power bait out there and drink a beer? I mean, let's, that's not working for your fish. So, sorry, just offended some of the guys. <laughs> I apologized. So, Revelation 13, 11 through 12. So, remember, the beast came from the sea. It's not necessarily coming from the ocean. It could be the sea of humanity. And that here I saw another beast now coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb and he spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all authority of the first beast in his presence. And he causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Remember that from last week. So this first beast, the second beast is causing people to worship the first beast. Remind you of anything in the Trinity? Because we don't worship the Holy Spirit. Remember that? And I hear some Pentecostals kind of their language is concerning a little bit, you know, because they're they're worshiping the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit points us to worship Christ. And that and he's and, the, and we see actually the same thing here. Ellicott in his commentary said both wild beasts rise from beneath. The one we talked about last week and this week. The sea out of which the first rises represents the impulses and passions of mankind. The earth, the more fixed element, of, is of human thought and wisdom. The wisdom, however, is that which, which guides the wild beast is not divine wisdom, but wisdom that is earthly, sensual, and of the devil. Now, it's interesting. I don't necessarily come away with that interpretation, but I'm not sure what you do with a large beast rising out of the sea, a large beast rising out of the earth and trying to put that together. The Bible uses a lot of imagery uh, to represent what John saw. The second beast is like the third person of the unholy trinity. Less graphic description. So last week, the first beast had a very graphic description. And it thrives on deception and violence. We're going to see in, in verses 13 and 14. Isn't that interesting? This next beast thrives actually on uh, violence and being deceiving the people. And that's really as we go through life, you're going to see that a lot more. A lot of deception. And uh, in case you haven't caught it yet, um, they use scare tactics around the world, even our nation. Scare tactics and fear, because the more fear, the more scared you are, the more freedoms you'll give up. So in order to be under this one world system, it's going to take a lot of fear and people giving up their their freedoms because of fear. And that's what we saw during the um, 2020 uh, time period. I can't say certain words because YouTube sends me an email that you've been removed. If we say, so God, hmm, gotta wonder, wonder what's going on there. They're not sense, they're not, they're not getting rid of Fauci's videos and things like that. But those who talk about these things, they are. So this person is given the same authority as the first beast, but points to him for worship, much like the Holy Spirit in the Holy Trinity. The first beast is often called the Antichrist, but some say it's the second beast. To me, I don't get too caught up on who is who or the language because we just don't know. 
Both of them appear in the temple. Think about this. When you talk, when you, when you look at Jesus, and I could give more examples, when you look at Jesus and whoever the, the Antichrist, whatever beast it is, both of them appear in a temple, both of them pl- claim to be God, and both of them make a covenant with Israel, and both of them rise from the dead. Jesus and this false prophet, this Antichrist, isn't the similarities are amazing. You might say, well, what, what covenant did Jesus make with Israel? <laughs> the most important covenant there is. I give to you a new covenant. It was the shedding of blood and the remission of sin. And that's the covenant and this false prophet. So you can see them working in parallel. Revelation 13, 13-14. By the way, just so you know, there are a group of people um, that I respect, but have already, have already, I don't know if they come, a lot of them come here, but they've already, they're already checked out in their mind about what I'm saying. Because it's a view called preterism. And they believe that the book of Revelation has already been fulfilled, the whole book. And if you read how they come to these conclusions, they're, you know, I, I give them credit. There's really good points. But there are some like, I don't, that's kind of hard for me on this area, and this area, and this area, and this area. It doesn't appear that everything was fulfilled. Now, well, I don't want to jump ahead, but the reason is there are some, have you heard of the word anti type? Or, you know, God will sometimes do something. Here, that actually is going to do again later, and it can have dual fulfillment. For for example, what I don't remember the exact chapter. Um, many of you, I'm sure, know, but in Ezekiel, where he's talking about the king of Tyre, and he's actually pronouncing judgments against Babylon, the Philistines, and this king of Tyre is definitely a king, a, a le- le- legitimate, real king. But he, as he keeps going, this king switches to language that. Is not that can't be an earthly king. That has to be, and that's where they a lot of people come up with now. This is Satan. Oh morning star, how you've fallen and and you're deceiving the nations. And are they gonna say, is this the great deceiver? And it's like, well, that's that can't be a king, but this first part definitely is a king. So Lord, I don't know what to do with that. Could it be dual fulfillment? Could it be that? And and you do see, without a shadow of a doubt, that that Nero, anybody heard of Nero? Uh, burning Christians at the stake, blame the burning of Rome on Christians. You can definitely see how a lot of what John was writing about could fit into Nero's persona and what he did. But for me, not everything. There's things there that that I can't I can't make that 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 leap. Uh, but you you can see how people believe that. And my whole point is this: I was taught that those type of people were like like uh, heretical, that they weren't even Christians. But I didn't go to happen to read and study and like, okay, I can see where they draw this conclusion. And there's different views. Partial preterism. Want to get real confusing? They partially believe that some of the book of, of Revelation has been fulfilled. And uh, they do a lot of work with the Old Testament, bringing imagery in. And then there's all millennialism, where the millennial kingdom isn't really literal. It's, it's figurative. And so we, I just think it's important to give grace in these areas because no one knows. I can say that without a shadow of a doubt, without, is it, without even a hint of hesitancy, that nobody knows exactly how this is all going to unfold. It would be impossible. Oh yeah, here and here and here. Now somebody might get, get it right if they you know, just happen to, to just get it right. But overall, there's different views for different reasons on when these things will occur. The, the, and that's why the key is always, throughout Scripture, there's nothing you, we have to worry about because it... The whole point is, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you prepared? Here's what could go down. 
and it's preparing the church. It's preparing the saints. And also it could be a wonderful, Revelation could be a wonderful letter for unbelievers to read in the future. They go, oh, wow, how do we miss it? You know, many could come to the faith by reading Revelation in the future when they see these things unfolding. And so this person performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on earth. How has that been fulfilled already? In the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast. Telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast beast who was wounded that we talked about last week. And he was wounded by the sword and he lived. So again, he's pointing to that first beast. He's deceiving those who dwell on the earth. How is he deceiving them? You guys see that? By signs. By signs which he was granted to do. So the question does come up, who, who granted him those, that power? Some say, well, the anti, or the, the Satan did and possibly, but again, God allows things. Nothing's going to happen outside of God's sovereignty. I, that's how I go to bed every night, not worrying about anything. I don't know about you, but that's how I go to bed at night, at night. I don't, that's, God's sovereignty is my sanity. There's no other way around it. So obviously God granted him, but could it be that the devil, we don't know. All we know that now he's doing signs and that is, Probably one of the best ways to deceive people, correct? That's why all these, you know, if, if there's a sign that happens, and I don't quite understand how the magicians were able to do it when Moses did it with Pharaoh. Uh, some of that can be explained. Some of that was just maybe supernatural signs. Could it be all this weird stuff we're hearing about UFOs? Could that be demonic and aliens? That's probably the only answer. I mean, honestly, if you think it through, that's probably the only answer of people seeing things or these happening. So could it be possible that signs are going to follow this person? And then if somebody, oh, if they see a sign, that must be legitimate. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. This, remember when it comes to signs, wonders what's going on, does it line up with Scripture? Does it lead you in a deeper relationship with God or farther away? Do you start to question God? That's why I encourage, especially young adults, don't watch all these YouTube videos on conspiracy theories. People, you can just make a video. And it does, you, how do you know if it's true? How am I going to check all this? How am I going to say NASA did this? They did this? How, I don't, I can't check it. I can't references or, or this happened about the earth's shape and the, it's, it's really flat. And like, how, how were you? Well, he said, well, how do you know what he said is right? And see, we start to be deceived. And I've seen a lot of Christians now pastoring 14 years who will get way out there in the crazy land by watching all these things and not staying grounded in Scripture. I can't tell you how many times I've seen it. And they get mad at me. You're just not open. No, I don't think the earth is flat. Can I send you a video that proves why it doesn't? All these 20 scientific facts? No, I've already made up my mind. Don't confuse me with the facts. I mean, just the, this, and just getting into people, I've talked to him about George Bush plan 9-11. Like, where'd all these airplane passengers go? Oh, they're hiding them somewhere. Can't you see this explosion? How this, and, and you talk to engineers. I've talked, and it's like, guys, you're getting off track and arrogant and deceived. Let's just say, let, hypothetically speaking, let's just say something like that is true. Okay? Why do you need to be focused on it all the time and argue with people about it? What's the point? What's the point? You're being argumentative. 
And we can be very, very deceived by these things. And I know sometimes I say things that people don't like. And that's why I pray, Lord, do you, is this me or you? But God gives us different callings for what He wants to accomplish in our lives. I have to tell you, this is really funny. But there's pastors in town, and they're friends of mine. We, you know, I've been to every church here, by the way. I've been to Highlands. I've been to Vineyard. I've been to Grace Chapel. I know Chris well. I've been to Hope Chapel. I know Sean well. I've been to Calvary Chapel. I know Pastor Mike. Pastor Mike was my pastor. I know I've been to all these churches. So I know, I, I, and, I, and that's why I don't really put people down, because I, there's different callings. They're not going to preach like me. They're not called to preach like me. And I can't do what they do. These guys, they're incredible. But we laugh sometimes because, hey, Shane, people are at our church because you're too hard. I'm like, people are at our church from you because you're too soft. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I mean, you have to just laugh. Oh, yeah, I just met this couple. They say, you're just too hard and too convicting and too... I'm like, well, I just met another family last week that says you're going woke and you don't talk about the issues and you're like, you're this compromising pastor and you're so... And you, you, don't, you don't shake them up. What is it? I just have to laugh. It's like, because you have to be comfortable in what God's called you to do. And I just, just, God has a sense of humor, I think. Because every one of them that tell me that, I can tell them a family who's come to our church because of what they lack in. Oh, there's and and, and I and I do be careful. Anytime I hear that, I tell Morgan, oh, they'll be gone six months. Because if you bring that spirit of offense into this church, and you bring this baggage into this church, and you bring your issues here, and you've got bitterness, it's a matter of time. That's a spiritual problem, and I'm going to tick you off eventually. And if you don't deal with it now, how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to grow in those areas? And I tell people, go back to your church. Apologize and just grow if that's where you're getting fed. I've sent people recently to Grace Chapel or Calvary Chapel if they like through the Bible, verse by verse, expository preaching. Or Lancaster Baptist. I talk to Pastor Paul sometimes. He's coming on my podcast. We've got, we're all on the same team. Once you realize we're all on the same team, the church had just planted in Quartz Hill. I talk to him every week. Do you need anything? How are things going? Well, some of your people are here. I don't care. My, they're not my people. They're not. They're God's people. And sometimes people need a shift to get a, to get into, okay, Shane's a little hard. I just need a breather for a few months, okay? I got it. I got it. That's fine. Go get a breather. It's okay. But I love later, years later, people got, you know what? I hated what you had to say, but you were right. My marriage fall apart. I'm hooked to porn. I'm back into alcohol. If I would have just listened and not ran from that conviction. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. I can't tell you. I saw a family six months ago. I was sitting right there. I probably convict him again. But um, he said, I just didn't want to come because I was addicted to these things and, and I didn't want to hear it. And so, see, I have to be comfortable in that. Now, do I say things perfectly? No, absolutely not. I, I, it just, we're, we're a work in progress. Sometimes my own thoughts come in. You know how many, you, if, you, if you knew how many times I said, nope, not going to say that. Not going to say that. Nope, not going to go there. I don't know if that's you, Lord. And, and, and just in my mind, I don't say it. Right, but so we have that struggle. Where does your flesh come in? Where does your anger come in? Where does your but where does your also that boldness and that tenaciousness and that faith come in and motivating men and and motivating people to come to the altar? Where does that come from? 
that's just an interesting side note, is it not? Is that just that just cracks us up? We, pastors laugh and people don't even know. They think, oh, I got Shane. He's too convicted. I'm gonna go to a different church. Well, as soon as you're leaving, somebody else is coming for the very same reason that you're leaving. It just it make you'll go insane if you don't understand different callings and you hit people where they're at in different lives, right? I mean, different not different lives, Buddhist, but. <laughs> You know, where they're at. Some people need, some people need this type of conviction, these types of services. Other people's, other people don't. They say, hey, our, our kids are really growing. Our youth are, they're on fire for the Lord at, at faith community. And I, I talked to Caleb. I'm like, well, go there. Stay there. Let them grow in the faith. Once you, once I got over this point of competition years ago, it, life is so much easier. It's so full. I don't care. Don't send me the stats. How many people are coming? I, I, I don't know. And now if they leave because of me and there's an issue we need to resolve, then yes, please. But once it's leaders, we realize it's not about competition because we are on the same page. We're on the same team. It's, there's so much joy. There's so much joy and peace. And churches, though, that are ran like a CEO and a business, they get upset when they lose numbers. They, they do sermons based on numbers. They, they don't want to offend. That, that's a very, um, very dangerous place to be because now you're offending God because you're worried about the applause of men and the approval of men. Woe be to those who look to the approval of men, look to the approval of God. And so... <clears throat> I, I actually have no clue what that has to do with Revelation 13, but I'm sure it'll fit in there somewhere. I think I started on why there's different views and it's good to respect different views. But He will deceive through signs. He will deceive through signs. Why knowing God's Word now is so important for the future, isn't it? You guys know Mahomes and Purdy stats. Did I pronounce those right? And the stock exchange numbers and Taylor Swift's lyrics, but do you know the life-giving word? Life-giving word? It's amazing. It's amazing. I do have to say, when I, I, I never watch a football game except for the Super Bowl. I did. I know people are going to say, how can you watch? But I turned off the commercials. Okay, how's that? But... um. That guy, I didn't know he's Mr. Irrelevant. Purdy? Like last in the draft pick? Last? And now you're the, 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 uh, quarterback in the Super Bowl? And he's a believer? I don't know. God might have had a, he might have played a role in that somehow. I mean, that's amazing. To me, that is a true, that's a true underdog. I mean, that is like, so you kind of know who I was rooting for, but it was, it was, you know, it's just amazing. And Pastor Ed, who spoke yesterday, talked about how God healed his knee and said, I want you to be in the NFL. I want you to be a linebacker and I want you to mean Joe Green is who he would go up against, if you guys remember him. And so God will put us in strategic positions to make a difference as long as that doesn't become an idol. An idol in your life. So anyway, they are deceived by signs. And that's why knowing God's Word now, knowing God's Word now is now. I don't know why I put that. I missed. I'm, I didn't spell check probably. So that's a good encouragement for you. If you don't want to be deceived later, what does God's Word say? Just be in it. Just be buried in it. Understand signs and wonders and what does Jesus teach. And so if you, if you see these false prophets, it's not going to be hard to spot. For a true spirit-filled believer who knows God's word, you're not going to be like, oh man, I don't know. 
flip the mm, that gosh, they're both pretty right? They're both guys that they're both saying the same thing. They're both I don't Lord, I don't know who to choose. It's it's <laughs> for somebody in his word with the spirit of God, it's going to be night and day. Because a a perfect a person filled with the Holy Spirit, even though they're not perfect, they're in God's word, they're meditating on God. They're, it's it's like ding 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 right the the the, uh, the bells just go off you know he's calling wake up child it's your turn to shine you born was to town as this he's calling wake up child it's your turn to shine you born for such a time as this such a time You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.